0: This episode of The Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by The Finish Line Script Competition. In its sixth year, The Finish Line Script Competition is the only script competition run by ex-literary managers. Six plus pages of actionable development notes are available to you, or you can submit your script as is. Scripts can be rewritten and resubmitted for free. Any time throughout the competition, over 40 mentors read and meet with the winners and the competition staff itself works with many semifinalists on getting their material read throughout the industry. They are here to help writers succeed by improving your script along the way and making sure you get opportunities when your material is ready. So check out what's happening at finishlinescriptcomp.com. Now open for submissions.
1: Welcome
2: to the rant room, rant, room, rant, room, rant room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Well, we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, y'all? What, Wakanda what, forever. forever. Uh, I can't <laughs> wait till we find something new. I love that. <laughs> it's just time. It's just time. It's, just, it's time. It's time. Um, of course, they're going to come out with Black Panther 2, we're going to be right back at it again. Okay. But, <laughs> well,
0: quiet <twice laughs> skeps. I don't know if y'all saw the final, the final seconds of, of,
2: Winter, of Falcon and Winter Soldier 3. Yeah, I, got, I, got, I got one more episode. <laughs> to
0: watch. Oh, but, appar- but apparently there's talk about some Wakanda TV series they're going
3: to do. Yeah, they said that uh, didn't Kugler just sign some yeah. deal and they're bringing, they're bringing Wakanda to TV.
2: Right. That would be awesome. Um, <laughs> of course, there's lots of science in that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, uh, you guys know how we do it on The Red Room. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Did you hear the voices? Like yes. Lisa Bola Kaja is yes. back in the building.
3: Yes. Hello, people. Got my, got my little vaccine shot here, shaking my arm out. You know? know? (laughs) We all got our shot. Yeah. I'll be getting our freedom papers soon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Where your papers?
3: Where your papers papers?
2: (laughs) Chris Derek back in the building with us. You were gone for a couple weeks, but we're glad to see you, big buddy. I know, man. It's been been a lot. It's been a lot. Hey, you gotta handle your business. Hey, it's all good. I want you to Hey. I'm, I'm not complaining. You no, know. no,
0: it's just, it's a bit, it's just been, it's been heavy. I mean, and, I, and my boy wants me to do a podcast with him, too. I said, how, how am I going to fit this in? And he's like,
2: we'll make it happen. <laughs> it's all <Yeah>. um, <laughs> So anyway, Lisa Bolacadra, Chris Derrick in the building. Um, so if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get into the show. So what I want to when I want talk to you about today? No, no, our, wait, wait,
3: wait, Chris! What? You saw he smacked sma- me out. I did, he it a sma- it. Like he got a, he got a, he got a so, lollipop in his hand. And he's ready. Like <laughs> I'm about to tell y'all. something like, I feel like I'm on the blacktop in grade school, and gossip is about to go down. Like <laughs> a, a fight have to oh, okay, happen. Okay, a fight is to happen. Okay, if a fight happens, a fight happens. <laughs> All right, exactly. bring it, bring it.
2: So let's talk about Twitter for a second. So as you guys know. My whole philosophy and my whole life since social media has been to be neutral. I don't say negative shit. I don't, I don't comment on bullshit. So one of our friends posted something the other day. And he was kind of making a joke, but everybody went in like as if it was a real thing. Right. He made a joke about like, so as you guys may or may not know, you know, there's a big thing going on right now with screen po- screenplay competitions that Shy LeBeau has been entering himself in a bunch of competitions and placing or winning or whatever. Right. And so this person, I'll just say it, it was, it was Ben Johnson, right. Cause he, he wasn't doing it from a negative. He was making a joke. Right. So Ben had, had posted basically saying, and I'm paraphrasing something like, um, you know, um, um, he just basically made a comment about it. Like as if, you know, these, um, 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 how funny it is that, you know, movie stars are, you know, in competitions, in essence, right? So, of course, everybody started going in and going, oh, no fucking rich, you know, movie star should ever have to do this. And blah, 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 blah. It's bullshit. And blah, 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 Why are they even able to do this? And blah, 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 So I was just reading them and reading them and reading them. And the more I read, the more I was getting annoyed. And I was like, I don't usually chime in on shit, but I'm going to chime in this time. So I said this. I'm paraphrasing. I don't have it in front of me. I guess I could read my damn text, but I don't know how to do that. So, I said, (laughs) in essence, I said, I'm going to be the odd man out. I said, um, in essence, one of the things that people don't understand about movie stars and celebrities is that everybody has to reinvent themselves. Right? And as we know, Shia LaBeouf had some issues years ago. Right? He's trying to make a comeback. And just because he's a $10 $10 million a, million a movie, which he was, right, uh, actor, doesn't mean his life is perfect and that his whole team is on his side, right? And I said, I personally understand why he would submit. He's trying to show his reps, hey, look, I know you don't want to read the script that I wrote, but let, let me put it out there and get some, something behind it. Let me get it vetted by somebody else, right? Look, it placed in Austin. Look, it did whatever the fuck, right? He's trying to reinvent himself now a lot of people are like well you know a movie star shouldn't be able to do that blah 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 and so everybody started coming in on me they were, they, were, they were what they call adding you or whatever right so people started going out you know oh so celebrities blah 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 and this and this and what do you know about this and this and I was like uh my celebrity friends even they have to reinvent themselves oh now you have 10 million dollar you know celebrity friends I was like As a matter of fact I do I do know some people who make that much money You know what I mean? So I wasn't saying that, but I was thinking that, and I was like, okay, they're really trying to come at me. And I was like, okay, let me put on my Hilliard hat, right? And so, in essence, here's I I can find this one tweet that I wrote. I said, look, I said, the only way to sustain yourself in Hollywood is to pivot. Every one of us, hey, Chris, can you meet yourself? It's making noise. There you go. Um, I said, the only way to sustain yourself in Hollywood is to pivot. Every one of us has to ha- many times over a career. If all we do is get angry at everything others do, nothing will ever move forward. Always find your positive, right? So then I replied, so some, pe- some people started going, oh, well, that kind of blah, 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 right? And I said, and I said this I said, so one of, one of the people who listens to our show a lot, Um, was chiming in and he said, well, I was in a, I was in a, uh, I was a finalist in such and such a competition and Shia LeBeau was the finalist too. And he's like, I didn't think it was fair, but you know, it's, you know, I guess it just kind of is what it is. And I said, see the difference between me and most other people is because I'm such a positive person, I find the positive in the negative. Right. So here's what I would have did. And this is what I wrote. I said, I would have went, oh, Shia LeBeau is also the finalist. I'm going to blast that everywhere. So everybody sees my name right up under Shia LeBeau's. (laughs) You know what I mean? That I was a finalist in this company. I said, that's the difference. That's how you sustain in Hollywood is you got to have that let me pivot point of view. It can't be fucking they shouldn't be able to do this. They shouldn't be able to do that. No, people have to reinvent themselves. I understand completely why he would do it. Because people are like, well, he's got, he's got his team at CAA. That doesn't mean CAA is behind him as a writer. If he's making $5, $10 million a movie, for example, and they want to pay him $200,000 to write a script, if you're the agent, which one do you think you're going to pick? You're going to tell your client not to fucking write, won't you? <laughs> yeah. Why are you writing? You know? That's literally like how they think. You know what I mean? No, not- well, okay,
0: so yeah. here's, the th- here's the thing, okay? One. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, If he can make his agents two, three hundred million dollars, or two, three million dollars a movie, he might be able to do three movies in a year, right? right? But if he's writing, he might only be able to make like one script in a year, get it really good. Now granted, people could be mad at him because, I mean, he he had a movie out last year called Honey Boy that he wrote, Mm -hmm. you know? It was an indie film, it was based on his life, everything like that. I don't think these writing competitions, if they are worth their reputation, right? So if he's gonna go to Austin and submit a script, and if his script is shitty, but if but, except it gets uh, it gets uh, in the finalists because mm-hmm. b- because they can broadcast well, fucking shot you know, fuck, fucking fuck, fucking shot of the buff, I was for finalists, but his mm-hmm. script is shitty. That harms them more than anything because it makes it look like. You know what, you guys are just star fuckers. And therefore, why would anyone want to submit to your thing going forward? Because you got no criteria I- anymore. It, 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 it harms their own
2: reputation because it might if be one. You hit the right, the right word, though, if it's bad. You know, I read most of Honey Bride and Read All of It. But actually it actually was a pretty good script, I thought, you know, when I read it. <clears throat> the dude can write. And here's the other comment that I made is i don't know if you guys ever watched that what is like the the breakfast club or whatever the the thing on on youtube and um they have like all the rappers come in and they do the freestyle rap yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- shia labeouf did did it a couple times but he did this fucking rap he was like eminem and fucking you know eight mile all over again on an even different level in my opinion i thought he he had the type of bars the freestyle bars that i thought he can go up against anybody Wow. Okay. He was that good. And I said to me, and I said, and I said something like, nobody can have that and not be a writer at heart. Right. So even if you don't think he can write to me, that shows that he thinks like a writer. Right. And so and so I get your point, Chris. But the other thing that's missing, in my opinion, and we all have been in a lot of those big festivals in our past. Those festivals didn't get big because of us. They got big because there was a Shia LaBeouf in there. You know what I mean? That's how it gets big. And that's well, how it becomes Sundance. Sundance wasn't big Sundance when it first came out. It became Sundance because such and such, as such and such was there. And this, well, pers- this person, that's well, how well,
0: it no, Well, no, I mean, but, he, but here's the thing. If you, if you look at Sundance, right? Like Sundance was called, like, up through the, the up in the 70s and 80s, it was called the American Film Festival. Right. Right. And, and when, um, and when Robert, and Robert Redford bought it or took it over and named it Sundance, I think that first year it was called Sundance, the movie that came out of there that, that became a big hit was Six Lies, and Videotape. Right. You know? And that was Steven Soderbergh's first movie. And, mm-hmm. and the explosion of that movie was, was in 89, whatever it was, and it kicked off. The whole um, the the American like independent scene, Indian you know movie. Yeah. that that we knew in the nineties, yeah. you know, and, and two years later the the, the ninety one class was was like Reservoir Dogs and fucking El Mariachi. And something with fucking um Alice and I think gasoline lodging it was like like four films of these for these four new filmmakers they came out of there, and those people weren't celebrities at the time, but the the festival came out and it was like, oh my God, these movies just won this festival and it became huge, and that's what made sundance sundance and, right. and you know you know and and the thing is, if they came in there and let's just say this is Robert Brett's first year and the film that wins the best prize is some film directed by, say, Paul Newman. Mm Because it's like, Paul Newman and him are boys, right? Right. Well, well, then all of a sudden, the whole concept of the festival, it 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 falls in. It's suspect. It's suspect as fuck. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the whole thing everyone hates about Hollywood is, oh, the connections you have, the nepotism and the son of so-and-so, and and blah, 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 and everything like that, like that, is because of self-fulfilling prophecy. That's why, but now the thing is, now, the the Paul Newman thing. Let's just say we ran that out for example. Mm-hmm. Let's say that Paul Newman did this film and it won and w- stuff like that. If it was amazing, that's one thing. Correct. If it was shitty and he still won, then it'd be like, oh, this is garbage. Like up and down the thing. So if Shai, so, if Shy submits a script and it's amazing, then you can't knock it because he fucking wrote it. And I kind of believe. I, I, I want to say they ask you to send you those. You send your scripts in with just the title. Like they don't have the name of the author. You know, I think they want a script like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't apply. Well, no. I mean, I mean there's certain there's certain competitions. Yeah,
2: that, there are times, yes, there are certain. I don't know. Yeah, they have, which yeah, ones anymore. They, they have, they
0: have that blind thing, so so he could be submitting, saying I submitted, you know, and, and blast that on social media. That's possible. But. The reader of it is going to get maybe like a, I think, or it's, or they get it without a cover page. So, because they know things like that. Because I mean, here's the thing there's people who work in the industry whose friends work at, who work yeah. for these festivals and all this kind of stuff like this. So, th- a lot of times they take the cover page off so that, 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 that even that internal thing, where it's not some celebrity, but so someone can game the system. They're trying to avoid all of that. And I feel like that's where. People who are coming down on, on, like on the, you know, like him submitting the thing, and therefore they are on you are not. They're not thinking about the dynamics of what's really going on.
2: Yeah, and that and that's my whole point is about the assumptions. So the assumption is because he's this multimillionaire and this movie star, even though he's had, you know, it's been a couple of years since he's been the movie star. You know, the assumption is he's with CAA, he's got his team. Why does he need this thing? And I'm saying, you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Right? Yeah. You don't know. And, and I also use the analogy of, of uh, different, but the same. I use the analogy of um, uh, Bieber's new song, Lonely. And I said, here we have the biggest pop star in the world, one of them, right, <clears throat> who looks like on the outside, he's got everything. And he's telling you, I have everything you could ever imagine. And yet I'm lonely on the inside. I'm by myself, which was what Michael Jackson was. Yeah. Right? And so, which is why he built his fucking Wonderland or whatever, Disneyland, whatever you call it at home, so that he could have his own, you know, theme park because he can't go to one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm trying to, that, that was my whole point that I was saying was, this isn't about celebrities submitting to film festivals or otherwise. What it is to me is why are they submitting you know what I mean? Why would well, they have to? And that's what I'm trying well, to get. Them.
0: Yeah, there's that too. But I think also people don't... I think what people don't also think about film festivals is... <clears throat> it, you know, if you got a film into any of like these major festivals... Venice, Cannes, Sundance, blah, 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 like one time... Amsterdam. Can,
2: yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I'm being funny. <laughs>
0: you can bypass the, uh, the process that most people you know, they go to. Like, I'm like, I, you know, I, I remember... You know, um, Effie Brown uh-huh. had, she was all ensconced in the, the, the Sundance thing. Probably right. still is, but because she had some films there in the, in the mid-90s, right? And, uh, and so like, I remember later on, she was, like, like, she was able to submit films past the deadline and stuff like that, you know, yep. that, that the average person can't do because they're not a, like, a Sundance fellow, they yep. give out a lot of shit to a lot of people that be that become celebrities in a way that I think people like. I think the biggest problem is is that it's a big problem in America in general is that people believe it's a meritocracy, you okay. know, and it might be to a degree, but all these institutions they have these little backdoor things like mm-hmm. the motherfuckers. You know, there's always a certain number of seats set aside at Harvard and Yale, blah blah blah, yeah. to yeah. let the children of okay. alumni get in who, who who don't qualify to get in. Mm-hmm. but can get in or things like that. like, like Or in general, you, you know, or, or, or might get edged out because of the competition, but they're like, well, yeah, but you know what? This person's father and grandfather put here, and, and and they dropped
2: $20 million a year. We have to give them a space. Right. You know, they do well, that. To... It's hard to keep you uh, – sorry, to just hit me. The other thing that I was talking about was this exact thing. I love how you brought up the thing about the colleges and stuff like that. And, you know, somebody knows somebody and that's how they, they save them the place. The other thing that I brought up is and you and I talked about this many times over the last, you know, eight, 10 years or whatever. Me and you, too, Lisa, about how, you know, even the Writers Guild board, you know, except for in the last year or two, this may be one person you never heard of. Most of them are celebrities. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, they shouldn't be able to vote either. If that's the case, <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if, that's, if that's the real case, because it seems like it is the boys' club, the boys' and girls' club of, of celebrities. Whoever is a celebrity is the one everybody's going for all the time, no matter if they're the perfect person or not.
0: You yeah, well, I mean? yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because the thing, with the, the thing with the Writers Guild, for example, is the reason why that the rank and file would want some big writer on there is because they know that writer can throw their weight around. Like, like in the way that someone else who might be super qualified, but no one knows about, because, because you know how, because you know, because you've been in those meetings with Gun Mazzara when he's right. gone to the agencies, and you know, and he's slapping them around like, like figuratively mm-hmm. about the bullshit stuff like that. I mean, you have to be someone like him to do that, you know, because that's something that that that, 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 that like I talked about wanting to do. Mm-hmm. But, but is CA gonna take the meeting with me? What could the fuck are you do to go away? You know, so I I think that people they forget the value of that, and they think that everyone. Now, here's the thing: it'd be different if like you know John August was submitting to these film festivals, these writing competitions. That's a whole different that's a whole different game, you know, because he's such an established writer, or 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 anybody like you know like Craig Mazin or fucking Brian Koppelman, Like those guys aren't gonna do that. They might but but it, but it gains nothing for them like a lot of but, what we but, but if they
2: were trying to reestablish himself in another vein, like he's an actor who's trying to establish himself as a writer film there's that
0: there's totally that i mean so it, I'm I mean, saying
2: if they were if it was a reverse, you know the DGA might have an issue now he's trying to direct i mean you know whatever you know
0: well i mean but look but, but that, that ha- it happens all the time Here, here's the thing too though right The thing that I think that maybe the outsiders don't know is that when someone who's established himself down one career path, tries to do something else. They get so much skepticism. Like yeah. everyone is, you know, there's a movie that Halle Berry directed. She plays like some former boxer. She, you know, she teaches some maybe some MMA fighter or something like that. But, it, but, but, but I heard it got really good reviews. But my thing is, I bet you everyone's fucking like, why? Oh, she got? Oh, she wants to direct a movie now? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And they're looking at her. Yeah, probably terrible. You know, because but it's like because she's like, why should she step out of her lane? At, like at this point in her life, through career, all this kind of shit. But it's like maybe because I want to. You
2: and know? you hit it on the nail, though, Chris, and that's the thing that everybody keeps forgetting, Lisa, is that um, just because you have mastered or I don't want to use the word master, <clears throat> but you've become successful in one area, it doesn't mean you don't have other things you want to do. You know, just because you're a movie star doesn't mean you don't want to direct and write or whatever other stuff like that. And when people don't understand, this is the point I was trying to get, is the assumption is because they are, that everybody will listen. And I'm like, that's not how it works. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm like, I can see you guys don't live in L.A. You guys are not here in the middle of the hustle and bustle. You don't have friends who are successful and see that they're constantly trying to pivot their lives, even though they're successful on the outside to us. You yeah. know, what I mean? yeah, you don't because- see that. Uh, let me just finish my thought. You don't, you don't see that your friend who's a big TV director can't get a movie done, or your friend who's a movie director can't get a TV show done. Like it's like little. They think because they're a big whatever that they could do whatever. I'm like no, that's not how it works. And that
3: was my whole fight that I was. And I, and I, and I can see, and I can see why people would be a little, little salty. You know. Uh, Looking on the outside, looking in, because it's kind of like, you know, you, you're trying to get a way in, and the <laughs> fact that you see somebody who's a celebrity. Now, just so you know, I'm not even a Shia LaBeouf fan, I, so I could care less. And plus, I'm mad at him with the FKA Twigs thing, too. Anyway, so he was already on my shit list. But, <laughs> however, um, yeah, you know, and, and, and it sucks when you want to do something so bad, and then you think in your mind that somebody who looks like they have everything gets the golden goose or gets the prize that you worked so hard to do. But I think going through this pandemic and looking at how people's lives are changing and so many things are going on, people are starting to see a lot of real stuff that, that had been hidden before about people. Um, for example, the assumptions you know, to pivot into another area. Let's talk about a lot of the celebrities who are singers and performers we think have lots of money and Mm -hmm. can sit out this pandemic and not do stuff. And yet we're seeing people doing shows in the middle of the pandemic, flying places, doing stuff. And you're sitting there thinking, I thought y'all was balling. Like, if I had the kind of money that I thought you guys had, Mm -hmm. y'all wouldn't see me doing nothing. I'd be waiting, you know, (laughs) like an ostrich with their head in the thing, (laughs) waiting until it goes by. And then you realize, like, oh, shit. It's a grind for a lot of people out here Trying, trying to make it So I, I, I sympathize with those who are just kind of like It's not fair He already has all this fame and money And he could just go into a room And name status alone Make it But like you said, Hilliard When you're breaking out to do something new A lot of people are not going to be supportive You have to all.
2: reinvent when you're breaking out And that's what people don't understand Chris.
0: But here's the thing too that I that I it goes back to my thing about are these blind reads? That's and that's the that's a very
3: good thing. point. It now to be blind. If now
0: not- now here's, a, here's the thing. If they take this, now here's this is just something that you said many times before. Here you're like I submitted those competitions because I want to test what my ability really is. Yeah, where am I now? He, he had Honey Boy made. He was the, 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 like he was in it. He might, have, he might be saying to himself, my star power got that movie done and got people to read it because it was me saying this is about my life and blah, blah, blah. But if he's doing these competitions that he knows are blind reads, he might be saying to himself, you know what? CAA can send us out and say, here's a new script from Shia. And the, people, and the people are going to read it because of that name, but if he sends it to the competition and they, and they know it's going to be red blind, he's you know that he's put himself in the pack of everyone to see how he rises to see if if I'm, if I'm going to shed my celebrity skin and test the
2: waters with my work.
0: So I think that that's I,
2: a really good I mean, way to look at it. I didn't I mean, think about it's, that, a, it's a, right, I'm saying
0: It's a possibility that that's what it is
2: yeah I, I I didn't think about the fact. It's been so long since I submitted to competition. <clears throat> I didn't think about the fact that there are competitions where you submit blindly. I've forgotten about that part. But regardless of it, I still think and, and somebody was, you know, coming at me because I was like, you know, sometimes your team doesn't get behind you. You know, you, you and I both know Chris and Lisa, you we all have reps. You send submit your stuff to them and, and sometimes they don't like said script. No, like no,
3: no. So you gotta this, go yeah.
2: outside. If yeah. you still feel like no, I feel like this is amazing, then you go outside of that. And we've talked about this a million times. That the script that everybody told you not to write is usually the one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, uh,
0: look, look, look. I'll, I'll give you an example, You, Hilliard, you read Ink Stains. Right. My, you know, I said to my managers and. All their fucking language was, it's really good, but it's so hard to make. And the, they just had excuses about, oh, the pandemic will make it hard. And, you know, and, 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 and the, the 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 way that, that we know how to make movies in the indie space is all disappearing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but I'm seeing movies get announced every fucking day that are indie films. Every day. Every day, shooting during the pandemic, blah, 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 all sorts of shit. You know, shit gets made. You are, are saying that to me to try to discourage me because you might not like it. Yep. You know, and, and oh, the one, they and the want
2: one, you to stay on your TV show and just make your money. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no and, 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 and the one thing mm. that really told me that was they didn't have any notes for me. Mm. You know, I sent them the script and it took them three weeks to read it. And they had no notes except for, I think these could be standalone movies on their own. And I was like, I didn't want to do it that way. You know, and I'm saying to myself, OK, you don't believe in this. And I see because it's like, hey, because, you know, because you guys are getting money from me from the TV show and you did nothing to get that because I got that on my own and I'm just writing you a check every week and that's what you want me to focus on because that's what everyone... It's like we said about Shia LaBeouf. It's like, if his people can put him in a movie and he can make two, three million dollars, that's like, you know, two to three hundred thousand dollars that they get. But 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 if he writes the damn screenplay, they're like, yeah, I hear it for 300 grand. They get 30 grand, you know, plus they got to kick off something that they didn't manage their their agency whatever so so it might be 10 grand they get as opposed to like 150 grand What, what would you rather do
2: you know exactly and that's and that was my whole point is you don't always know exactly what somebody's team is and people are like well he's with caa he can just go to anybody then if it's not just caa and i'm like you're still missing the point just because you have a team doesn't mean they're behind everything you do.
3: And, and you gotta think in terms of like a lot of these big name celebrity actors who've had projects that they've been carrying for 20, 30 years, their passion projects. And even though they've probably had like big hit movies that have made like billions. Mm-hmm. They can't get something made. Yeah. You know they've made, they made all this stuff but they got this one project and they're just like, no, we don't, we don't, okay. don't want to do that. And you're like, but they want to do this thing that's outside of what they, the other people think is their comfort zone because they really believe and they want to do it and they get shut down all the time. All the time. Look, they, the look, time. look
0: there was a. When uh, Chris McQuarrie was on Brian Cobbleman's The Moment, mm-hmm. he was mentioning that he, that movie he did that brought him back from extinction was Valkyrie, the
2: thing with Tom Cruise. Right.
0: And, and he wrote that to be his next directing project. After the project he, I'm
2: working on is the producer. It's from Daco. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Is um um so so he he does way the gun. It's shitty, and you know we fucking used all his, as Oscar credit to make that movie, mm-hmm. and he can't get a job. He can't direct anything for like seven, eight, nine years. Wow. And then his way back is to give up the one thing that he wanted to. He was like, "This is a movie that I really want to direct myself. That I, I didn't way the gun to prove that I could direct something, so I could then do this hundred million dollar movie." Mm. And he couldn't do it. He had to give it up to do it. And then after that, he got into doing all these, the Reacher films, the Mission Impossible. But he was saying there's still a bunch of films, like these films that he wanted to make, like Brisbane River Quad. These are things that he was like, that they won't let me make. Even though I've made all this money for the friend, Fran- I'm, I'm, I'm doing the three picture deal for Mission Impossible and blah, mm. blah, blah. blah and I'm making billions of dollars for them with Tom Cruise. I still can't make the movies that I want to do. You know, with, with their, I mean, they're big money. You know, like, 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 mm-hmm. maybe he's gonna find a smaller movie to do and finance it independently. You know, which is just again much harder, and and yeah. uh, and that's a that's like him not making money for two or three years, and maybe he can't afford
2: to do that. But you do know? you remember that's that's what happened to Clooney years ago? I think we talked about this on the podcast mm. years ago about. He's one of those people who makes these you know fifty hundred million dollar movies and then goes off and makes a little seven million dollars right. he, he he reinvests he reinvested or himself right but he says that those movies are hard to get money for. I'm like, how is it hard to money? you know what I mean, but that's the assumption you think you know you got George Clooney in your movie, you're probably going to make at least fourteen million back <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, a, yeah. And, like, and 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 as you know,
3: and as you guys know, like Hollywood runs on fear yeah. so even though you may have you know this great track record and stuff all it takes is like one bomby thing and then people start thinking something's wrong with you and then all of a sudden no one's answering your phone calls and people not looking you in the eye and you know it, it's, it's well, very yeah, yeah, I mean I mean, I mean so he was able to balance that that type of thing where it's like okay I'll make these but then I'm gonna invest in right. these things I'll use my name but I also use my own money but he doesn't use his money that's, no, that's it, 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 right. At at least
0: from what I remember. Like, yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah here's the thing. I worked at Warner Brothers and their participations department. It
3: just, oh, I guess in terms of social capital. Right. And, of, you know, and yeah, Batman.
0: and what and what happened was he I remember he said, you know, he he took Batman he did the Peacemaker and Batman and he did um uh From Dusk Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. And he talked to his damn accountant and he was like, What's my you know like like how much money am I getting from my investments and my residuals some ER and this stuff like this? And he was like, "Okay, I'm getting this month per, per I'm getting this this much per quarter. I can then pivot and do something like good. You know, he did that movie. You know, he, his first thing he directed that thing about 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 fucking Chuck Barris, the Gong Show guy, was a CIA. Oh, I remember amazing. what it's called? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah so he,
0: he did that. And then he did Good Night and Good Luck, the black and white movie. But but he would but he would put these big movies in, like, in between because mm-hmm. but the, the, the ability to do those small movies. I mean, people don't want to do them because no one really cares about those Oscar those Oscar caliber films in Hollywood. The people people who make those movies they're in they're in L A. but they're not studio system people. You know, like they're into doing like really important stuff, mm-hmm. and that's a hard thing to kind of like balance. Where it's like you want the money. And the studio's going to pay you, but you're like, "Yeah, but I want to do this." And the studio was like, "Well, we don't do that. Not with you, not for that kind of money. I mean, I mean, if you took all those movies that he did, and it was some indie guy doing it for like, maybe a third of the price, they still could have got made, you know but it's like but, if, but, the, but the thing is that, that Clooney probably knows that it's like, if I do this movie, good night and good luck and it's black and white, and there's no but no stars in it because it's, oh, I'm not doing it, movie still gets made for maybe $5 million, right. you know? But, it, but are people going to talk about it? Are they going to see it? Is it going to be distribution? Maybe not. But if I do it, I direct it, I get this huge cast of all my friends, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, that cachet, you know, it, it, it might make it $10 million now. Yep. But that's, that's what I, and that's still harder, it's still harder to navigate, but that's what I want to do. And, it's, and, and I'm sure he gets pushed back all the time about, hey, man, just do Batman again. Or, hey, man, just do this again, and, and we'll pay you $20 million. And it's like, at a certain point, when, when you have money like he does where he's straight, he doesn't want the money. It's not about the money. Not about the it's money. It's about the work. It's, he, he want, I mean, I was telling someone the other night, I was like, talking about like Robert Altman. And I was like, so he's like 84, 85 when he dies. When he does those prairie home companion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but but think about his last ten years of his work. Every movie he did is chock full of fucking celebrities. Right. And, and I mean and he's got
2: celebrities. Everybody wanted to be in his movies. Fucking yeah.
0: every, but 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 he's right. got people he's got celebrities like A listers doing under fives right. on his movies. Right. Because at that point for him and Cameo him it's like
2: City. Yeah. Like Sharknado right. and shit. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly,
0: because those people come in there and say, "I just want to play." Mm-hmm. It's like it's it, it's all fun for them at that. It's artists having fun with other artists, and there's no financial constraints. I'm just coming and do this for three days, and I'm out. Okay, cool, that's great. I'm boom, boom. And it's like that's you know that's the place that he got to after getting his ass beat for decades about other kind of shit. And it's like, I, and it's like you know people want to write and they want to get in these competitions, and it's like. The thing about the competition is, you know, you know that, I, that to me, I think that people fail to realize is, there's only two or three of those that matter. Yeah. And it's like, guess what? Write something that gets you noticed that doesn't need a competition. You know? Because you don't need that to get a job. You right. know? I didn't get one. Or I wouldn't want to get a job. Uh-huh. You know? Neither does you. You know? I mean, I, I did a TV job, you don't need that. Yeah. Everyone wants to work in television. Yep. You know? They, they're, they're fucking... I mean, it's, so it's like... You need to say, how do I get there? What's my writing like? And the, I mean, in the movie writing, movie writing used to be so good because they don't, they make so few of them.
2: Yep.
0: Um, and it's like, in a TV thing, that's you to be good, but it's like, I can put you on staff if the project was good enough for me to like it, but it doesn't mean it's good enough to trigger a hundred million dollars. That's a yep. whole different kind of like, like good, like, like, like you write a movie and you wanna see it made, well, shit, a, the bar is so high. If
2: you and, was, and, and it, it, and it goes back die. to the thing that I'm always telling writers is people always like, I, like, you know, you, Chris and I and Lisa, we've talked about this many times on the show. The assumption is you submit a script to an executive or a producer and they call you in, you think they want to produce your project. Right. Those of us who know, no, they go, oh, no, they just wanted to read you and see if you were somebody they wanted to meet. Yeah. you know what I mean and that's the difference between you know those people outside of Hollywood talking about you know movie stars and celebrities shouldn't be able to submit and the people who are here who understand why they would do it yeah. <laughs> you know? and that's mm-hmm. my whole point that I'm trying to that, that, mm-hmm. that I'm just trying to get at and that's why I was glad that Ben even brought up the, the, the subject because I was seeing all this negative stuff like going on for like a couple weeks now about this whole thing with shot. I was like I just feel like I need to say something you mm-hmm. know what I mean from somebody who's here in the trenches doing the shit and not just somebody living in some other town making an assumption about what celebrities are. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And and right. they keep forgetting this isn't just like um um I don't I don't even know a name that I could use, but you know, this isn't just like some other star who decided to do this. This is somebody who actually, you know, got blacklisted for a minute, so to speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to not understand why he would need to do this is like <laughs> well yeah, I think that's the
0: thing too. It, I mean it's, look, I mean he I mean, he's had some some mental instability problems mm-hmm. the last five or six, seven years that 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 have derailed his career. He might be he's still a, a known commodity, but he probably has problems like like getting bonded on films, so he he can't be mm-hmm. in a lot of shit unless it's a studio film. Um, you know, and then the people want to work with him because he's got an interesting, his reputation is somewhat tarnished. So to him, it might be like, look, and I, he said before, his whole life has been involved in entertainment. He doesn't know how to do anything else. So he could fucking, like, be, be like learn to go to school, be a damn attorney or something like that. But he's like, but, but if, I like, if, if I like the storytelling process, if I feel that's my vocation, Mm-hmm. And I can't necessarily be the guy who's, who's the conduit of the story as an actor anymore. I can maybe do it as a writer, you know, but I still got to prove myself. I, but I I, I probably, I probably it's probably, it's probably like he's behind the eight ball as a writer. Because mm-hmm. motherfuckers, like you're a celebrity, what the fuck are you doing writing? Because mm-hmm. you know, I think what people forget is like, if you, if you think about from the early 70s until maybe like, uh i say till dances with wolves right so it's the 87 or 88 or something like that i like i don't know of any major movie star outside of clint eastwood Mm -hmm. who was directing projects as well as starring in projects and he was you know and he he directed he started with something he directed early on but then he did stuff like bird
2: and you know because Mel gibson hadn't started yet did he who Mel Gibson, he didn't start directing He didn't back? start yet. I'm thinking of, the
3: only other person I can think of is, uh, what's his name, with Dancers with Wolves. That's
2: what I'm saying, yeah, Kevin, Costner. Kevin Costner.
3: Kevin Costner, yeah, yeah, Costner, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Kevin Costner we outside with
3: Dancers with Wolves. Outside of Clean Ass Wood. Yeah, so it was this
0: 15, 20, yeah. almost 20 year gap between, you have a, we're, we're, there, was, there was so much, so much pushback. Don't direct, he, like don't direct. Actually, or, don't direct.
3: Or, or back or maybe back in the seven. I'm thinking of like maybe Ron Howard back in the day, but he wasn't really a big time like movie no. star. But no. come from TV and having to like, but he had, but he had some inside connections too. In yeah, I mean he did. You growing know, up, I, growing up, in the business, yeah, so. growing up and everything like that. But it's like,
0: but but it's a it was it's a rare thing to be able to, to be able to jump it because people do, the, the the town doesn't the town will kind of like
2: humor you for a minute you know uh, because can you imagine Steven Spielberg wanting to be an actor now? People be like, what are you doing? Why are you going, you know what I mean? Even him. And that's the point I'm just trying to make it doesn't matter what level you were on if you were successful at one thing, it's hard to pivot to the next thing even though we all are in the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder I, mean?
3: I wonder if that's why Denzel starting doing directing much later after we had this, you know, long career I'm just curious to know if he had tried directing earlier and maybe got some
0: pushback. Well, well, well. But here's the thing: it's like, like you know, like Abdul Williams, who've been on the podcast yeah. before. He he worked at Disney's company, Monday Lane, for I think two or three years mm-hmm. before he, that. That Finding Fish came across his desk. He'd been trying to direct for a minute before that project came up, and it's like you know, like like just for like. The thing is, also, it's like no one wants to give Denzel a movie if if he's he's not not he's not gonna star in it. You know. Now, granted, he had the he had the co-starring role in Finding Fish, but he was like, but but he he said all along he had seen that Robert Redford had did um, Ordinary People, and that Mm -hmm. was like a big movie for him. And and imagine how hard it was for Robert Redford to do Ordinary People because he wasn't in the movie. You know it was like there was no role for him. I mean, there, there was a small role, like he could have played the Judd Hirsch role as the damn psychiatrist, but he didn't want to do any of that because he didn't mm-hmm. want that kind of like, "Oh, it's a Robert rush film, Did you come to see me He's like, "I don't want you to know." That. There's a lot of things you have to battle once you become successful, you know, like, like, like in one lane. I mean it even happens as writers, because it's like how hard is it if you like a famous horror writer to go and you know mm-hmm. say, "I want to write a fucking rom-com now or I want to write an action film." Like they just—it's all like you get siloed so quickly, and that's what you know. And I mean, it, it's, it might be—it sometimes it's harder to break out of the silo because the people don't want you to break out, or they think of you this way. Whereas yep. you know, if you're new, you have a, a little more flexibility. You just have to break in, you know. And 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 that's no mean feat, you yeah. know. I mean, or or that, or that's a, whatever it is. I mean, you got to like, you know, there's a lot to do. A lot to
2: do with that too. So, agreed. Agreed. That's interesting. No, but I wanted to talk about that. And like I said, I was glad that Ben <clears throat> had brought it up and it, he wasn't coming at it from a negative place. He was more so like posing a question like, you know, what's up with this and what do you guys think? And, and I was like, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm very, very neutral on the whole thing because like I said, Chris, Lisa, we both know and have celebrity friends. And that doesn't mean they have to be an actor.
3: We know and, which and, we know which directors. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes, it's and, the and, same and, thing. Yeah, and like you said, you gotta like pivot that bad boy to work your way. It's like, hmm, if I do this thing, and let's say Denzel Washington decided to write a screenplay, you know what I'd be doing? Yeah, so I was in this thing with Denzel Washington, and I came in the top whatever with and <laughs> started tagging. You know, try to try to try to work it. You
2: hustle. That's what I'm saying. You, and that's 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 what I think is what's going to sustain people. They we spend so much time on Twitter and all these social medias being negative about whatever the thing is, as opposed to, you know what? I say fucking use it. Like you said, Lisa, like find some, find what the positive is in that whole thing. There's gotta be something in there that you could use. That's, that's just, maybe that's just how I keep my blood pressure down, you know, is I don't, I don't dwell in all that negative stuff. I just go, wait a minute. So I, okay, I know I didn't win. I made it to the finals and I'm just sitting there looking at the screen going. Oh, shit. Charlotte Bo's name is right next to mine? How can I... I'm going to blast this on Twitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just how I think. Yeah, but... I mean, now, he, I mean,
0: here's the thing. I mean, like... I don't know what festivals these are. I don't know if fucking if, like, shy if, 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 Like, if he fucking won that thing... Before you condemn him on any level, read the script. Boom. Because if the script is actually a fucking good script... Then you need to eat your fucking shoe, because it's like I mean, I mean, if the script is good, the script is good, you know. Like, well, like you can't fuck around and say, ah, uh, he, he. I mean, like you have to really think about it that way, you know. Because who has time to like be that, uh, just to be that bold face? I ain't got no scruples,
2: mm-hmm. you know. Like, like with the work, just who does? Right, for sure. Um, well, thank you. all I just want to do a, a, a short episode today talking about that because yeah. uh, it, it literally made me for a minute though, Lisa, when people started coming in. And I'm gonna go, I was like, I literally was about to write. See, this is why I don't chime in on this shit. <laughs> and I was like if I do that then I'm asking them to do that more right, right, so I right. stayed with what I believed right. and what I know are facts yeah, of course. Yeah. and I was like okay I understand that you think that but here are the facts right. and I was like I'm not sure where you're getting your information from mm. <laughs> right but the fact is the people that I know who are celebrities who are successful and somebody's like oh you know 10 million dollar people I was like actually I do know people who make 10 million dollars Right, and so it's not that hard. It's not, to not hard to, that hard. It's hard not. to know to people like that. It's not. You know what I mean? We know them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really do. I'm not going to tell you who the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. Not out on blast. Mm-hmm. You know? So anyway, I said. Um, 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 but anyway, so I was glad that we had this 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 whole conversation today because I think that what I really want writers to get out of this, you know, because I'm always about you know what value can we bring. You know what can we what takeaways do they get is is focus on you that's really the whole thing if you get yourself caught up in a situation where you're in a competition a festival this isn't just scripts by the way like you said you go to Sundance you're going to be up against all the big people there too (laughs) you know what I mean it doesn't it doesn't it's on every level is what I'm trying to say. You, if you're an actor, you're going audi- to. When I was an actor, I was auditioning
3: again to Lorenz Tate. Imagine being an actor and going off a role that everybody wants and get mad because you see an A lister auditioning for the role, too, because they want to act, too. Right. <laughs> like, they're, what you doing more in here? you going to give it yeah. to them.
2: Where you shine, this is, this is the difference between me and most other people. And I recognized this early on. I really discovered it when I started producing because, you know, like Chris and I, we've sat lots and lots and lots of casting sessions, you know, so I see what happens on the other side. you know. I mean? People are coming at this because they don't, hey, Chris, can you mute? I'm getting a lot of, I don't know why it's on your script. Um, it's still on, Chris. Thank you. So, um, but we, I've sat in a lot of, a lot of um, casting sessions where I've learned now why they are casting somebody. It's not because they are the best all the time. It might be something as simple, and I'm just spitballing a reason. It might be something as simple as, oh, the actress we have is like five, two, this person's six feet. It's going to look really awkward for them to be best friends about whatever the thing is. You know what I mean? We don't want to. I'm just spitballing a stupid reason I have heard in a session that I that when I when I was in a room, they didn't want two dark dark-skinned girls like that. I've heard that. That's how stupid it is, right? And I was like, "What? what? No, what? no, 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 no!" That, 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 look, I mean, look
0: that happened. When, that happened like when we were casting Bloom. Like the best girl we got was the best the best girl for the role was this light-skinned black girl uh i mean she's like whatever she's like she's like afro-caribbean cuz she has her right. name was like Santiago or something like that but the producer was like my girlfriend doesn't want to have a light-skinned girl be the love interest cuz that's the damn stereotype of these black films
3: <laughs> and i was which like is, which is true it is true it <laughs> is true
0: yeah, yeah. I, I was I, I was like okay that might be true but She's head and shoulders better than the the, than the next choice, and to me, I'd rather take the flack from oh you fucking you know like you know like did the one Mm -hmm. thing, as opposed to have someone who's a bad actress because because at that point they'd be like oh motherfucker who the fuck was she, you know Mm -hmm. like the the movie the movie would have dropped at that point whereas you know at a certain level you can be like well. There's people at there's enough people at the same range, but there's so many choices. There's I mean, you know, people don't know what the choices are, the, the decisions they made. I like there's nothing made fucking like. There's nothing. There's decisions aren't made so fucking purely, you know. They they can't be because you have to deal with politics. You got to deal with like like you said, height. You got to deal with certain, certain certain other kind of aesthetics that you want to deal with. I mean, there's all sorts of shit that, you, that, that, that could get in the way of, like, like I can't get the best pure person, you know, and, and, and you make those compromises. And the thing is, as the filmmaker, you have to, like, minimize the compromises or, and make sure the ones that you can live with that won't harm your vision, you know, because...
2: Well, here's something that I'll add to that, that I might have said this for a time or two on the show. When I talk to actors, I tell them this. You go to the audition wanting the job, right? That's, that's the first thing. But the thing that's the most important, because you know the odds are you're probably not going to get it. Now, that doesn't mean go to the audition and be like, oh, I'm not going to get it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying go to really show how good you are. Because what's going to happen, Chris, how many sessions have you and I been in? We didn't cast them, but when if we do an episode two, if we do a blah, 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 that person would be really, really good. How hang, many times hang, have
3: we done that? Hang right? on to that headshot. Yep. It's, the,
2: it's the same thing for us as writers and et cetera, et cetera. You go to a meeting, it's a general whatever, and you think it didn't go very well. But if it did go well and nothing came out of it, the, the, the producer is still sitting there going, you know what? When we do that sci-fi thing, let's take a look at Chris. Remember that script he wrote in the, in the adjust- conversation? That's right. what happened.
3: Yeah. I, can to, I, can, I can attest to that in terms of when I used to, uh, back in the, in the pre-pandemic days, in the day, when, um, you know, we had being, with, yeah, being with film independent, uh, you know, I had a lot of friends that were indie filmmakers, and a lot of times they would ask me to come in, and when they would do casting, they would have me come in and read against people for them. And you, you learn a lot as a writer when you're sitting in there, and you're watching the writer, director, producer making decisions where you could be sitting there thinking, like, this person's so great, but then you see all the other things they have to do to consider. Mm -hmm. And it really kind of humbled me in that way, because I realized there's a lot of factors outside the scope as a writer that I was not seeing that they had to attest to. A lot of things could be age. It could also be availability. It could also be, well... This person, maybe the energy's not working, but this person is talented. Let's hold on to their headshot for something else that we think they may be good for. Or you know what? They might not be good for this part, but they might be good for this part. So, you know, if we ever get free from this pandemic, I would say for writers and stuff, if you ever get a chance to, um, if someone's cashing something, volunteer to be a, you know, just sit in and see what that's (laughs) like and read and and see. You're actually actually
0: right because, you know, on my show we were casting for a role for someone who was going to be a love interest of one of the leads mm-hmm. and they were like, and there's, you know, and the showrunner was was grateful enough to show the writing staff, here are our choices. Can you weigh in? Mm-hmm. And there was one actress who came in who was actually really fucking good, but it was like, but she felt a little. She felt a little old for the for for, for the character to mm-hmm. make this big decision that he was gonna do. And we we're like, oh, but she's the better read. But it's like, but and the, 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 and and the other girl, you know, was probably like, equal, not quite equal seemingly see me like, you know, like a like an a minus, you know. Mm-hmm. But but but, yeah. I was like, hey, but 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 her chemistry mm-hmm. with the lead. That's yeah.
3: You,
2: you know, that's even though be I mean,
0: we're like, oh, that's what it is, and and, and also. He gotta make some big life changing decision, and we were like, he do it from her. He do it for her, mm-hmm. you know. Like, like I mean, like, cause cause the girl wasn't as experienced. She was way prettier, mm-hmm. you know. And, then, and we were like, well, he gotta make this big decision, and and, and it's like sometimes you watch him. Somebody you watch the thing, and and you go. I'd make that choice, too. I'd make it <laughs> do, do this. I'd, you know, do this. I'd betray so-and-so.
3: I'd kill so-and-so. <laughs> i <first, you> know <laughs> you what know, like, I mean? Wait, I mean, can't there like that. You know what? I would kill a motherfucker for that girl. I'm I'm like, gonna,
2: yeah, you know <laughs> said, girl? Yeah, but here, here's a perfect joke. So I went to dinner with one of my best friends from way back. He's a straight guy. <clears throat> We're sitting across um, from this female who is the older uh, white woman, and he likes older women. Right? And so he looked at her, and he was like, nah. And we were talking, blah, 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 blah. And then he looked back, and he was like, nah. And he was like, blah, 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 blah. And then finally, toward the end, he looked, he went, yeah, I hit it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, up on you. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, what was it, Like a couple of weeks ago, I was watching online, like, I was, um, everybody knows I am a stan for The Godfather, and I every now and then, I like to go back and look at classic films in terms of the people who worked on it years later, their thoughts, and it always reminds me of the casting of Al Pacino. Nobody wanted Al Pacino! Nobody wanted that dude. You know? And you know, they fought for him and you wouldn't think it, but now I can't imagine anybody else playing. Because they wanted Robert Redford. And if you read the book, he, the, the Michael Cullinan character kind of looked like a Robert Redford type. you know. It wasn't the Al Pacino actual Italian dude. So, you know, it's just, it's just tricky with that and chemistry and, and you know, sometimes that innate, somebody, sometimes people just have that, that thing and it, it just comes through. And that's the same thing with your writing. Sometimes, even if you're going up against all these big name people who are, are entering competitions or entering things too, sometimes your own innate voice, that thing with your writing just clicks no matter who's in the room.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 this is a story. I mean, I've told people about like how we, like how I got this my first job when I was writing the sequel to Jumline, like years ago. And you know, I a lot of mention about like how was this fast thing, and they, you know, we met someone on the beach who knew us and all this kind of crazy stuff. The one thing that I usually don't say is, you know, I, I I always say, hey, what we did was that, that we took the first the first meetings, the first pitch slot that day. So mm-hmm. we, I, oh, that's I, right. I was just like, hey, the tone because mm-hmm. we set the tone. Yeah. And but the thing i don't tell people is when we walked out of that meeting, the writers who were there, who were coming in next, were some major fucking black writers. Interesting. Ma- i I mean, fucking Tiger Williams was there, coming off mm-hmm. of fucking, you know, I mean, he'd done Miss Society. Some big writers were there that I respected a lot. I was like, oh, we're not going to get this hmm. because. They're gonna go with the, the with, with the with the known quantity, but they didn't, you know. So so you, you can't always believe that the celebrity is going to del- it, like is gonna tip the scales on someone, mm-hmm. you know. Like it might to a certain degree, but if if it's not cooking and all, I mean, well then it's, look look, I'm proof of that. We were nobodies. We had not sold anything. There was no one who knew our names, but mm-hmm. we came in with a kick-ass pitch. It was a strong enough piece of, of 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 a revision of their work to make them go, "Let's go with these guys with their enthusiasm and their, you know, like smaller price tag and blah blah blah." Because that's a because that is, you know, the piece that we need for this. Right. You know, it's, it's it's not always just pay the most and get the blah 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 because you know that person delivers. Mm-hmm. You know, because they might not deliver because their idea like like might not be that good or right. it might just be mediocre you know
2: Mm -hmm. so for sure that's true well thank y'all this is a fun little episode so um, uh, where you at Chris Derek I guess I happen to be on Twitter and Instagram (laughs) when you have time
0: I mean I don't
2: know if I
0: will plus time anymore but I happen to be now so so uh, yeah I'm on Twitter and Instagram at
2: unauthorized CBD awesome Lisa Lisa cult jam okay
3: Twitter at what fresh hell is this? Chris, every time I think of unauthorized, I always, th- you know, I always think notorious B I G. It's like, I always get that messed up. I'm like, oh yeah, let I me mean, hit Chris up. Notorious, oh, that's right. It's unauthorized. <laughs> it's not <laughs> not notorious. It's unauthorized. Right. <laughs> so, Lisa,
2: are you back on Twitter finally?
3: Yes, I have. And okay. I still have my other. I have my two different accounts. So I, I bounce right. back and forth. Um, the, my main one, what fresh hell is this? Um, Sometimes that's too depressing, so I'm on my romance timeline. (laughs) Mm. Mm. (laughs) But even that, but but the thing about that is, all my other stuff, on my other what freshels count, all the same stuff comes down that timeline too. It's like, oh my god, I can't get away from all the negative stuff. So yes. Hey Lisa, do you have Audible? Uh, no, but they they keep hitting me up with a free book thing to. I want you to listen to. So, Pamela
2: and I, our new assignment is for a book, a Nebula award winning book called The Roach. Hmm. It's by uh, Rhett C. Bruno. Okay. I want you to take a look at it. Uh, I want you to listen to it on audio because it'll bring you so much more into it if you read it. Mm-hmm. I can't. It. You will listen to this thing in two or three days. It just goes. Oh, wow. Okay. So okay. We're new, so, we're adapting it into a series. Okay. And um, it's. If we get it picked up, I want you to come in a room. So I want you to
3: it's read like, the roach. Oh, I need to get our bottle. Keeps hitting me up saying, listen to this stuff. So I should take advantage of that. Read yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that's so good. But listen to it. When you finish, hit me back. Tell me what you think. Okay. Let me go look it up right now.
2: The Roach by R H E T T C Bruno. Check it out. That's the one I'm working with Gil. I'm telling about Chris. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I downloaded the book that we talked about last time. I just...
2: It's all right. You the I mean,
0: show and then... No, you. know, I was talking with someone the other day, this executive, and she's like, hey, you heard a booty I told you about your finished reading. I was like, the first casualty of being on my show is <laughs> fucking pleasure reading. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. Did you say pleasure reading? What is that?
0: <laughs> well, you know, books I read what? for pleasure, just for the reason. People, people do that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what the heck? Hilarious. It's fucking hey. hard, man. It's hard yeah. to do. And I am your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on um, Clubhouse. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, the show Screenwriters ScreenwritersRR, on Twitter. Any questions? Screenwriters rant room at Gmail. I just say Gmail to Chris really quick. <laughs> Take it to screenwriters rr screenwriters <laughs> room at gmail dot com. Um, uh, uh, what else, Chris? What else we got?
0: Oh, we have the website, but I gotta redo it. So, but uh, go to screenwritersrr.com. dot com. Um, I'm just switching hosts and changing it up. I, I'm, I'm gonna do that because I'm having some because I can't get the 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 sales stuff to work, the, the cart and everything like that, like it keeps breaking the site. So that's why that's been off right the last oh, month. Okay. Or two, because because
2: like, we also got to update all the, the latest promo. Yeah, putting on there. yeah there's,
0: there's all that. But, I, but, but I'm going to switch to Squarespace. Hopefully okay. for the Squarespace will we'll give us, we can like promote them and they'll give us some free shit. Oh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so screenwritersr.com, you can go there now. Uh, ask questions. You can support the support the, the, the support the podcast through our Patreon link. Um, yeah, you know. So that's some of the people Ooh. could do.
2: Yeah, I got to give a special shout out to Anwar. Remember Anwar? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. Uh, he he donated over the holiday because um, I never checked my mail at my office, and Rich didn't let me know I had mail. So I. Um, um, he donated $200 over the holiday for oh, really? show. Yeah, it was really cool. So thank you, Anwar, for that. We appreciate that. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you guys listen to. Please give us a five star review. We need that for the metrics to keep us flowing up there. Um, I'm talking to, to some other people about some more sponsorship stuff. So hopefully that'll come about. Uh, one of them, no, we'll talk about it offline. Um, let me see, and then a uh, lot of good stuff going on man, uh, everybody out there please get your shots if you are you yes, know. get
0: your vaccine shots yeah. so you can go to the movie theaters and watch some shit
2: <laughs> so you can sit next to a brother yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't sit at home and do nothing I'm
3: so, I'm so jealous of the people that got to go watch Godzilla versus King Kong Sam did that, and it was like I went to the theater, I had popcorn, Lisa and I'm like, I was so jealous <laughs> so jealous <laughs>
2: You got to be saved. You got to be saved. I can't watch that movie. Yeah, no. I, I don't get it. It just looks so bad to me. I just, you know <laughs> what? No,
3: listen, I'm not going to have you putting no disrespect I on I my kaiju's name. So you just watch what you say. No, I used to why love Why is King Kong three hundred
0: feet tall? About. Why is he three hundred
3: feet tall? I don't like King Kong. I'm only there. I'm team Godzilla. That's all. But why is
2: King Kong three hundred feet tall? Yeah, they <laughs> because...
3: He's taller than
2: buildings right? and shit. He's stomping on But I'm like... We didn't get King Kong to be as no, tall as no, stop. Godzilla. We don't want, stop stealing our joy. <laughs> <laughs> and why is Godzilla the bad guy and King you know Kong what? coming in? To he's p- to not. Save the day. He's supposed to be.
0: He's, a, he's actually the good guy from
3: what i He's actually well, the good I, guy. I would,
2: all I saw was the, the, uh, the, put, go ahead. the trailer. In the trailer, they said, we got to bring in King Kong to to today.
3: Somebody must have heard me complaining from the last Godzilla movie because all I asked was less people, more monsters. So what I'm hearing is that there's a lot more monster stuff going on. Even though I'm not a King Kong fan, um, I'm here for Godzilla. 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 <laughs> Godzilla. That's yeah. It, that's that's it. how his name is in Japanese. Godzilla. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh,
2: mm-hmm. Anyway, you guys know how we do it on the rant room <laughs> on this show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. Wakanda Wakanda forever. No, no,
3: no. We keep a gojita (laughs) Gojitta. (laughs) We keep a
2: gojitta. Y'all be nice. All right. All right. See you guys next week. Have a good weekend. (laughs) Bye. I'm going to
1: say what I
2: feel,
1: and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Rainbow. Welcome to the Rant
0: Room. This episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by the Tyrota Finish Line Social Impact Script Competition. It's back for a second year in a row the competition will again celebrate film and television scripts that seek to raise awareness and inspire change regarding urgent issues with critical relevance across our society now, such as racial, gender, or economic inequality, climate change, drug addiction, the broken foster care system, gun violence, and much more. The competition especially encourages submissions from historically underrepresented writers. The Tyrota Finish Line Script Competition runs from January 18th through June 10th. Please go to Film Freeway and learn how to submit your script.